flight track. Welcome to Infidelity with B and C. One day a former jock, that's B, married a self-proclaimed nerd, that's C, and slowly she introduced him to the path of nerdum enlightenment. Here we will discuss pop culture media and fandoms that we share and some that we don't. It's all fun and games until your spouse finishes a show without you. Welcome back. We're here. Again. And we're ready to uh, get into our discussion. We kind of have a lot to talk about this week, so <laughs> we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not too long, but um, here we go. So... Again, we are going to get started with our homework segment. Homework is just when you go to counseling, your counselor gives you suggestions on what to work on, and then you report back on your homework. So this week's homework, we have 90 Day Fiance, and we have a WandaVision recap. We also have some other things, but we're going to talk about those in the tea for the week. Um. All right, 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. This might be my second favorite season. I'm What's your not first? even joking. The one with Anfisa and okay. George. Okay. Cause I think that one, Anfisa and George had um that's what introduced me into the show. And that had Nicole and Azen on it too, I think. I'm pretty sure they were on the same season. Okay. I forget. <laughs> those are only two those are only two couples I remember from that season. Okay. But um this season it's crazy. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't even... I mean, we've talked about it briefly. Well, not briefly, but we've talked about it on the show. We haven't had, like, a full 90-day episode, but we just talk about it yeah. periodically. Um, but last week's episode... Okay. I don't even know, like, which... Whose relationship I want to start off with. Like, whose storyline is the most fucked up or the most crazy? The most crazy? It's probably the lady from Michigan. Yeah, the yeah. The, the cougar. Stephanie. 100%. Stephanie and Ryan. My goodness. That whole thing. It's, it's crazy, but it's also just weird. It's both. It's weird and crazy because she is, you know, for, you know, 20 years older than him. And I don't know. I don't even remember how she met him. I guess she did meet him on vacation. On a trip, yeah. And, I think he was like at the bar or something. Right. And so at one of her, before quarantine, she was there like monthly or, you know, ever so often, you know, frequently. Yeah. I think more than other couples. Um, and they had got into it and she slept with his cousin and he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, while they're in quarantine, I think she said it had been a year since they seen each other, kind of. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe not that long, but maybe I can't remember. But anyways, uh, she was, like, suspicious that he was cheating. I can't remember if she said she had caught him cheating. Maybe she said she caught him texting people or something. But she was just on his ass about him cheating. But really, it was kind of also that guilt that she felt from cheating on him. But anyway, this lady was like, oh, I bought him this $3,000 watch. And she just holding it like it's a damn... Like it's nothing. Like it's G-Shock. A, yeah. <laughs> In a G-Shock. Like... Literally, I don't like know. it's nothing. A Timex. Where no boxes, <laughs> nothing. 
Yeah, she was just, I don't know. It was very strange. And then she was like, she buys stuff for him. And she showed like the few things that she had bought for him. Like some, some, uh, I don't want to call them some wet, some wetsuit shirts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just some stuff that he likes. But anyway. Dale Brown, ain't a lot to you. Season four was a good ass season. They had a lot of good couples. That was the season with them. Anfisa? With Anfisa. They had what's called with the look. So look at everybody. They had Pedro and what's called. Oh, per, yeah, Pedro. Now they probably got they got the fighting. They had the Jamaican See, it would, dude. No, they no. And Fisa and George was on a couple before that. Was on a season before all these people. Okay. Yeah, this came. So this after. is this was after that. Yeah, that's okay, why I think okay, it was okay. season three. Right, season three. Okay. Yeah. But no, I think Pedro and Chantel might have been on season three too. Okay. Yeah, that season three was good. That's why I said it was my favorite. All of them tie in on me. I don't know who belonged to who. They got so many different right. damn versions of 90 Day. Right. Before the 90 Day. After the 90 Day. Right. The they honeymoon got... at 90 Days. <laughs> yeah. They got the spinoffs. Happy right. Ever After. So you really get confused. But right. the who, whatever season Anfisa and George were first on, yeah. that was my favorite. Yeah. Because um, who? Give me my red bag with my makeup. I'll never forget that. She spazzed so hard on him. That shit was so funny. But anyway. Um, I don't know. Let me see what on season three. Let me see. We ain't seen none of these people. Okay, before. so maybe it wasn't season three. Maybe it was season four then. I don't know. Yeah, I ain't seen none of these people. Yeah, no, I ain't never seen them either. Who are these people? Um... Okay, I've seen Alexi and Lauren. I've seen, seen them. them. Yes, okay. but I probably saw them on the spinoff. Yeah. But, um... The couple's on this season, though. Yeah, um, back to this season. So, anyways, so Stephanie goes down to Belize. She finally gets to go down to Belize. And she's just, like, um, she starts unpacking her luggage. And it seemed like half her fucking luggage was shit for him. She had this man draws, mm-hmm. socks, shoes, shirts, mm-hmm. Shorts, and then she made him put on this goddamn neck gaiter or head ba- or bandana because he, he used to have locks when they first met, and so he that's what he used to pull his hair back. And she was like, "Oh, you used to wear these when we first met." It was nostalgia I was like, for her, goddamn. right? But he looked crazy <laughs> as really hell did. with this damn Hot Wheels <laughs> bandana on. It a mess. <laughs> but at least she ain't had this. At least she ain't make this nigga wear no nothing with Trump on it. Right, but no, this so the. It seems like, I don't know, she, well, Brent says, obviously, she's a sugar mama that fell in love with her sugar baby, but I, I don't know. I feel, too, like, she just wants somebody to take care of. Like, I definitely feel like it's a, it's a, some mommy or some not having children issues or something going on there, because it's just weird. But anyways... He, you know, claimed he wasn't cheating on her, let her look through his phone, gave her the password for the weekend so she could look through out, but he still doesn't know that she cheated on him. But I'm still trying to figure out if anybody could tell me what that resort is, because that shit was fire. I'm trying to go there. I'm trying to go. But anyways, um, so yes, Stephanie and Ryan definitely fighting for top spot. Um, and then number two, you might, go, I don't, you might go to the other sugar mom. We got two sugar mamas this Who's season. Who's the other one? The one here in Woodstock. Oh, her storyline kind of mid to me. I mean, it's mid, but she's still a sugar mama. How old is she compared she to that nigga? She ain't really a, I mean, she's older, but she, she ain't got no money. She ain't like, I mean, she got no business. Like she she's got her, a manager. She's I a mean, manager. 
Yeah. I don't even remember her name. I just remember his name, Ziad. I don't remember her name. But anyway, this white lady in um, Woodstock got this uh, Moroccan. Is he Moroccan? I, I think he is. is. Something North African. Maybe Tunisian. Something North African. I don't know. And, um... thought he was in Europe. No, he's North African. And she... He's kind of... I think all white people would be from Europe. Like, every time I see white people, whatever, I'll just automatically think they're Europe. Uh-oh. I didn't even think it was Africa. But, yeah. Uh, well, that part of Africa is very close to Europe. Mm-hmm. So that's why they look kind of white. Because that part of Africa... But he's not black, though. Not everybody in Africa is brown skin. I know, I'm talking about him. I know, that's why I said that part of Africa is very close to Europe. Morocco, Tunisia, mm-hmm. Algeria, it's like at the brown. very top. He ain't brown at all. I mean, he's kind of brown. No, no, he's practically white skin. But anyways, <laughs> culture, anthropology aside. <laughs> um... Yeah, so he just got to Georgia and, like, she is living in the same apartment building that she used to live in or that her ex lives in or she used to live in with her ex. I don't know. It looks like a movie set to me. It don't even look real. It's like a loft apartment with nothing in it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's the main thing is like the fact that she don't know if he feel comfortable or not. Or no, I don't even think because at told first she yet. was supposed to live with her daughter in her daughter's apartment. They were supposed to live, but he was like, "I'm not doing that," and uh, they moved on. And she found a spot, but it was where her ex used to live or something like that. That's why I said their storyline is is um mid to me. I really could care less. Uh. Okay, I don't... Oh, Brandon and Julia. I don't know who that is. The, the farm. Oh, oh yeah. They... Okay, so... Yes, they're hilarious. I love Julia. She was just like... Basically, Brandon's parents thought they was getting a, a new farm hand when she moved to the country. But she was like, I don't work on fucking farms. And so she had been trying to work on the farm, had been trying to wake up early and do what they wanted her to do, and she just was not feeling it. So she told Brandon and her fiancé, like, they need to move out, but Brandon ain't got no money. Or I don't know if he doesn't have any money. He's trying to save money for the wedding. Right. He's trying to save money for the wedding so that they have this nice wedding. He's like, listen, we gotta pick and choose. We can't fucking had his wedding and lived somewhere else. Like, right now, I ain't got the funds for both. So, it's right. one or the other, goddammit. And right now, I think he... I don't even know if he even want the farm. I, I know the farm is inherited to him. Well, he kind of said that. Well, maybe... But I, I don't know if that's peer pressure from his parents or not, or if that's something he actually wants to do here for himself. Well, he said he didn't on the last episode. I don't know if he, it was in the preview for the next episode or if it was this episode where it was like an interview, but he was like, I really don't want the farm. Like... That's just what they expect of me. Oh, yeah. He should have just been out then. I don't even know why we even got them staying there. And then they made it seem like when the season first came out that he made his money from working on the farm. But he has a job. Mm-hmm. And his parents do, too. So, it's all, it's really... The farm is just a hobby for all of, for the family. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, we're going to see what happens. Well... The main thing about Brandon, like, I think their life would be okay. Like, she would probably be okay staying with his parents for, like, a year or six months or no, so. No, But no. it's his parents. No. It ain't even that. It's the fact that you staying at the parents' house. Not only that, but you can't even stay in the same room again. Because of the parents. 
But who house they in? They in the parents' house. I so know. like it's because they in the parents' house. So I, that's why now she like, listen, nigga, I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna be on this fucking farm. I'm not gonna be doing no type of farming. I don't wanna be in this bitch. So we gotta be out. I don't give a fuck what we gotta do, but we gotta be gone. So yeah, now he bringing out to the parents, like, listen, y'all said this is y'all house, y'all's rules. We tried to talk to talk to we're all about it. Y'all didn't wanna talk, make no type of like changes, so we about to be gone. And now they finna be butthurt. Right, that's what I'm saying. If his parents were more lenient, then the situation would be a little bit more that comfortable. Shit ain't finna happen. But no, it's they not stuck in their ways. Exactly. So they finna be out to do. They finna be hurt about it, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's very interesting. And then next we have Yara and Jovi, which are a complete mess. So my whole thing was okay. So Yara has basically been by herself for a month because Jovi works out of town for a month straight and um she just been kind of bored and trying to figure out what to do and so she was like she just been feeling sick and tired and i'm assuming it's probably slight depression just from being by herself being away from home and not really having anybody to that she knows there with her Mm -hmm. um but anyway she calls her friend and her friend is like we'll take a pregnancy test because you know signs of being tired and sick are symptoms of depression she goes, takes the pregnancy test. The pregnancy test clearly has one line on it. And those of us who have had to take pregnancy tests know that one line normally means you're not pregnant. <laughs> but, you know, English not being her first uh, language or whatever, she shows it to her friend and her friend is like, oh my God, you're pregnant. So Yara thinks she's pregnant. And I'm just like, damn, the producer's not even going to tell her that the shit's saying not pregnant they're gonna let her tell jovi yeah that has to it <laughs> why would why would they <laughs> so i'm just like oh my god and also like jovi i mean he's just kind of i i guess you could call him a, a party boy i just feel like he's used to being alone and not having anybody kind of dictate what he does so if he want to have a drink in the morning he's gonna have a drink in the morning right um and that's gonna be what it is so Jovi's still basically, he hasn't, he hasn't, um, changed his mindset to the, like, oh, I have to cater to another person. He's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got. Can't find nobody on this podcast. <laughs> for this year, for this season? Yeah, I can't, you know, I don't remember nobody. I, I mean, I remember everybody. So if there's somebody you want to talk about, I can figure it out. But, um, yeah, so that's their relationship. Basically, they're not ready for marriage, so we don't know where this is going to go. They're not ready for nothing. They shouldn't be together. <laughs> I don't know if they shouldn't be together. Shouldn't. I just think that they're not ready for the commitment of marriage. I don't think that they, should just be they really they understand. They should just travel and fuck. That's what that means. Because they're not ready. Yeah. Um... Which Yara does not have any problem saying. She says that, like, every episode. What? That she's don't she don't know if she's ready for marriage. Um Then why are you there? Unless you're trying to make it and that's the thing. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out if this is something that they want to do. So that's what why the whole ninety days for. Uh, so uh the next couple is what's his name? I think his name is Andrew. I th- believe it's Andrew and his fiance's name is Amira. She who is, is the French woman. Who? She was French. The one who got caught up in Mexico. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh shit. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So she got deported. Well, no, she got caught by immigration going to Mexico and they deported her back to, um, France. And she was detained for like three days with no phone, just kind of, kind of sort of in jail. And Andrew was like in this resort in Puerto Vallarta, um, kind of chilling he was trying to get in touch with her but he was also still like well i'm on vacation so once he heard from her he really got in vacation mode because he's like oh she's okay yeah i'm about to just enjoy my vacation (laughs) meanwhile his fiance is trying to tell him like hey i just went through this traumatic experience but he ain't really you know he's still in vacation mode so that's interesting um yeah i'm not just like you said about the what's like yeah i'm not interested in there yeah. Well, I just it's just inter it's interesting that he's gonna still like he's still trying to force her to kind of bypass the border through the pandemic. That's the kind of push for their storyline. Um, and she's like, I'm not really trying to go right now because their 90 day fiance visa is about to run out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we got Natalie and Big Mike. I think that's the last couple on there. They definitely shouldn't be there. They definitely. Period. End of story. And then his mom comes this episode and is like pushing him to make a date for her. But then when she gets on her like interview screen, they're like, uh, yeah, I don't think they should be together. They got too many differences. But I mean, I'm just here. (laughs) I don't know. It was just very strange. She was like instigating the situation, but also knew in her heart that it probably wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what her reasoning... I guess she wants them to kind of make their own mistakes and, you know, give each other a chance for real. But I don't know. No, I want her to be gone. I want them to be over with, done with. Like, because they don't, they don't... I know they always say opposites attract, but sometimes I, I don't believe that's true. Because with them, it's just like... You have to have something some type of Some type of... Chemistry of some Because me and Brent but... are opposites in some ways, but also in a lot of ways, we have a lot of things in common. Yeah. But it's just like... I don't know, man. It, it... Like, you know, you knew you knew what this nigga looked like beforehand. Yeah. She just doing a lot. You knew his size knew when you met him. Ate. You knew how he ate knew what he beforehand. Liked. Knew he liked to drink beer. All this shit. So why is this shit new now that you've come to fucking America? Like, why what happened? What changed on the flight? Like, did something, did you go through some type of, like, portal, invisible right. portal from on, right. over the water? Like, and Lord knows I ain't the type to defend a man, but she doing a lot behind Big Mike. He He's a he's rich, literally not doing shit. Yeah, he's, like, he's a really nice man. Like, he's not doing shit, bro. Like, he's trying to, like, he's make He's trying do. to communicate. He's emotionally attentive. He done kicked out his cousin for her ass. <laughs> right. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, he really trying to do whatever right. he can nice to, to make sure that she's comfortable and, and, she, and she's good. And, you know, like, he clearly she's is. She's wildin'. Right. Like, every little thing, like, she just didn't nitpicking that or just like, oh, it's so cold. Well, bitch, bu- bundle up. <laughs> Put some clothes goddamn on. Like, shit. Like, you you had to know it was going to be cold, bitch. You bought a fucking snowboard. You bought a whole fucking snowboard on the goddamn airplane. Did you not expect there to be snow and cold? She didn't know she was going to be moving to a trailer. And yes, another thing. She kept down and this, like, I, I no cap. It's one thing about me. I'm already emotional because I'm a Taurus. But no cap, if you gonna come up in my crib and start downplaying my shit and talk about, oh, this is bottom of the barrel, what? <laughs> bitch, you gone. I will personally pay for your flight to go back, and I will never see you again. 
Like, you're not going to be coming up into my shit. Yeah. Talking about my shit when it's right. only because you're uncomfortable. Right. Like, no, you're, you're, you're out of here. Fuck no. So, yeah, I... Yeah, and I saw something on the ninety day yeah, the Instagram Facebook or Facebook yeah saying that they rumored that they was married or some shit like that. I'm like, I hope that ain't true. Right, because it sounds like neither one of them is really gonna be happy because I don't see him trying to build. A, you know what I'm saying? He lives on this expansive like family land. I mean, yeah, he could build a house, but it ain't gonna happen in the next couple years. Few years. <laughs> so. Uh, what a mess. Yeah, I, I'm not. And I, I wasn't here for them for real right after that whole, what's called the shit? What was the thing called? The, um, mm-mm. what was the thing called? The, uh, even when he was over there and she threw the ring, oh, no, the damn ring. She yes. threw the damn ring at him the last season or whenever the, whenever the last season they appeared on it. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden, she wanted the ring she back. Want the ring so back. She been snooping around for the goddamn ring. Either you done threw the damn ring at him. Like, so, I'm confused. Do you want this nigga or not? And now all the old pictures is now is coming up of her and her ex-husband. What? Oh, I was just saying I need this case. What case? This, because it has, like, the pen holder and the... Oh, yeah, Amazon. I know, but I don't need that part. I mean, but it comes with it. I know. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brief side note. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm I'm not here for her. Um, you know what I mean? Like I said, I feel like he's doing what he can, and you know she's still just going about her shit. And that's another thing. Like her mama, cool as fuck. Her mama, and I think her mama really like him. Mm-hmm. Like because really her like mama him. is older and wiser and knows a good person when she see one. Right. She didn't talk to her damn daughter. But anyway. I think she'd be trying to, but she also Natalie like to play the victim. So I'm sure she on the phone. Oh, yeah. He didn't get the food I like. He didn't do this. He hadn't gave me the ring. You know, just mm-hmm. whining and complaining. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, that's what I was saying. Her, everybody now posting pictures of her and her previous marriage saying that this was supposed to, you know, because they said he, she was married before. Yeah. So now they posting all her old pictures of her with her previous husband. I don't know how these niggas find that shit now, but after why? So clearly, I don't know. Clearly, motherfuckers don't like her neither. <laughs> like uh-huh. I don't know. I guess they're trying to just blow her shit up. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was our ninety day fiance. Now we're on to Wandavision. So Wandavision really piped up this week. Um, I hate that the episodes are so short. I hate it, but I, I love it. With it. Yeah, I love it because <clears throat> it allows me to stay awake. But I hate it because I just want more. <laughs> um. So anyway, in in Wandavision, she okay. They take us back to Monica Rambeau. So they officially revealed that um, Geraldine is Monica Rambeau, which we all knew because of speculation and reviews and stuff like that oh my god i forgot to watch that youtube video riz recommended but i'll watch it later on anyway so um they were they go back so they go back to the blip when everyone um when they reverse the blip rather um or the snap and they call it the blip 
so Monica was snapped and then she starts to reappear um, and she was in the hospital with her mom. She assumed that her mom was alive. The doctors told her she wasn't. It was like pure chaos. So this was like immediately after um, Endgame when they snapped everybody back. It's kind of where this is at. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she goes She she goes to her job at S.W.O.R.D. So she's had a job at S.W.O.R.D. She's a captain um, and her mom created S.W.O.R.D. And it stands for Sentient Weapons. Damn, that's all I can remember. (laughs) Basically, they are like supposed to be watching over alien weapons, essentially, is what sword is. Um, You can look up. It says it on the episode, but I forgot. Um, And so she goes and... The the guy who's running sword at the time tells her, like, it should have been her position, but her mom died and she wasn't there. So they just kind of put this man in place. Um, he tells her that there's, like, some new shit going on. Um, and they send her basically on a mission. The mission ends up being going... Well, she didn't plan to go into Wanda's... Um, what do you call those things? They have a mission. Yes. She did a good job. <laughs> she did not plan on going into... I know the conference. I don't ever really big and getting on shit. <laughs> yeah. Just... Sentient... So they changed world from to weapon for the show. Okay. Yeah. Sentient weapon observation and response department. Um, And so she goes... So her and then Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo was in Ant-Man. Me and Brent... I was like, yo, he, with him too, I was like, yo, he looked familiar. Yeah, he was in Ant-Man. We weren't really fans of Ant-Man, but they're imperative to the storyline, so you should watch them. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't really, it didn't do a lot for me. I liked the first one. I didn't care much for the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, yeah, I, the fir- I, I think the first one was okay. Yeah. So anyway, he was in Ant-Man. So he they they're outside the force field and they're trying to figure out okay what is going on. Obviously, people don't realize this is a town. They don't think it exists, but it obviously does exist. Uh, they realize that Wanda has put up a force field, or I don't even know if they realize it's Wanda in there, or they just realize that there's a force field in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they send a drone through, and then you see that that's the same drone that kind of tor- turned into a toy helicopter that uh, Wanda found. So then you, um, I don't know what she was doing. I, th- I think she was just trying to touch it or something. But anyway, she ends up getting sucked into Wanda's force field. And that's how she becomes a part of the WandaVision show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they build like this whole um, base around Westview. And they're trying to figure out you know, what's going on inside of the force field. So then they bring in, uh, I believe, astrophysicist Darcy Lewis, Dr. Darcy Lewis. And I was like, she's from Thor. Um, And so that sparked, I haven't, and mind you, I haven't watched the first two Thors in a while because they are not that good. Um, I've only rewatched Ragnarok. But the first two Thors, hmm? How do you not like the other Thors? They I mean, yeah, I guess Ragnarok, yeah, but they still were good. They weren't as good as Ragnarok, though. But I'm saying, like, Ragnarok was like, after that, it's like, okay, that's the pinnacle. But they weren't, like, trash. They weren't as good as Ragnarok, but they were still good. 
Yeah, well, I just haven't rewatched them. I mean, it's a lot of stuff has happened between. But Thor, your favorite? I know. I would figure you would have seen that shit yeah, a million times. I know, but I like him the best in Ragnarok, so I was just watch Ragnarok. I don't like Jane, so <laughs> so um. So anyway, yes. Yeah, so she was in Thor's one and two, and um. I was like, okay, cool. They're bringing in more people from other Marvel movies. So by her coming in, that immediately sparked me like, okay, this is how they're going to bring Jane in because Jane is going to be in Love and Thunder. So that's one movie that I know they're wrapping into this story, right? So- <laughs> I don't know, bro. This shit all a blur to me at this point. I don't fucking know, bro. Marvel didn't... Marvel got me all over the goddamn place. Oh my God. I have no fucking idea where anything. I'm just watching shit at this point. I really don't know. I don't know how shit tied together no more. After Endgame, that was it. That was the end for me, literally. I don't <laughs> that was know. Your Endgame. Yeah, I don't know where shit tag along. So I'm gonna have to just Reddit my shit from now on. Well, yeah, I'll, and I'll try to give you as much as I can. So yes, that's where that movie is gonna come into play. Um, and I'm sure there's more, but I just haven't done the research yet on it. And so, anyways. Um, Darcy is able to get into, she's like checking the, the pressure of the force field and she's able to get into the, um, she notices like some TV waves in the waves of the force field. Mm -hmm. And so then she starts to broadcast it and that's when you see who's actually watching WandaVision play out. Um, she also says that like whoever is creating this force field is like the same powers as the Big Bang, you know, which created the universe. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty powerful energy going on within this force field. So, um... They go kind of back into the WandaVision episode where Wanda realizes, well, when Monica realizes who Wanda is and Wanda blasts um, Monica out of the force field. And so I did read or see that they are, or no, I think that was a TikTok video. That they are basically saying that that blast may have been the blast to give Monica her Captain Marvel powers, mm. um, which is interesting. So, yeah. Oh, and then another pinnacle scene of WandaVision was you do realize, because Darcy says it too, like, isn't Vision dead? Like, dead, dead. He didn't get snapped. And... Then Wanda, you see, she's kind of mentally unstable, which we, we kind of knew, but you see her vision is looking dead. And then mm. she kind of snaps out of it, and then he's back to his regular color. Like, he looks like a zombie. Um, and then she snaps, and he's, like, back to his regular color or whatever. And they just kind of move on. So this episode was basically to just kind of gather up characters and kind of let you know what is actually going on with Wanda, with the team on the outside, with Monica, um, and just kind of put that all together. Now, the people who have read the comics, they're basically saying that this is all adding up to be based on the comic House of M, which is about Wanda creating this alternate reality, and she does a lot of wild shit within this alternate reality. Um, and they also say that plays into Doctor Strange. So that's also going to be 
another we know another movie that's coming out in the mm-hmm. MCU, the Doctor Strange, and then we also know that Spider Man Three is also going to be intertwined with Doctor Strange. I think they also said that um, by them talking about Wanda's abilities to like manipulate reality, this is also how mutants can come into play in the MCU as well. So that was WandaVision <laughs> episode four. Um, where it was just kind of like explaining more of what's actually happening. So now I think people like Brent kind of understand that, hey, it's just not going to be a, you're watching old TV shows play out based on Wanda's idea of them for the entire season. Yeah, I got to rewatch it. Okay. Because clearly I was out. We watched in the bed and I don't know why she thought that was going to be a You said you stayed awake. For the most part, I didn't realize I was asleep. Until shit, I don't know. Until I started hearing people talk about some shit that I ain't see. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I wasn't up the whole time. Yeah. I thought you stayed awake the whole time. I thought so too, but clearly I didn't. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just y'all. Like I said, I'm just, I'm just. You know, I'm here. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I'm just trying to experience whatever Marvel is providing and yeah just enjoy the ride yeah because like i said I, I was i was on game until like i don't know after really after end game i don't like the shit just confusing to me now i don't i don't know what i still don't know i know we've talked about it several times like even other groups but i still don't know like once like the x-men i don't know the difference i don't know nothing about once disney came into play and all that shit I don't know nothing about none of nobody, like, why they different characters and shit now. I don't know nothing about none of that. All I know is that if it's an X-Men movie, okay, cool. I'm just going to watch it. If it's a Marvel <laughs> movie, okay, cool. I think that's fine. I think it, as I think without knowing all of the, like, legalities and backstories and buying... Yeah. Right, as long as you still enjoy the yeah. experience of the show and what they're giving you, then I think that's kind of ultimately the point because they know that everybody is not a comic book head. Right, and so a lot of that's I'm getting for the first time, but all the nerds is like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Where's the... It's just, I like to know. So that's why I be into the research because it is cool like how it all plays out and how they're going to put it together. So it doesn't bother me doing research on it. That like after the fact. Yeah. Cuz it could go and I that. see why because but I've always been like this except for I'm not a reader, but I always You're read books of comics. I'm not a oh, reader of comics. Oh, oh. But if I did, I would definitely read all this shit and then watch it like I do with most book adaptations I'm likely gonna read it first and then watch it and then be disappointed (laughs) but be also be glad that I read it um because I don't know I like both forms and of course reading you get a lot more thought into what the characters are thinking and this that and the third okay so add custom made to order garments for everyone Get it right and get it tight in the new year with our activewear collection. Order now at RooneyBoutique.com. That's R-U-N-I, RooneyBoutique.com. Again, it's custom-made garments for everyone at Rooney. All right, let me take a mouth water break before we <laughs> get into this next topic. Mm-hmm. Or get into the tea for the week. Mm-hmm. That's the new name that I gave that segment. 
by the way. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're going to talk about our show, our newest obsession. Yeah. 30 Coins. What's 30 in Spanish? Trente? Trenta. I think it's trenta. Let me see. I got to get back on my... I'm surprised they don't have, like, the Spanish name up here somewhere. Yeah, Trenta. Trenta Mon... What's the Spanish name? I just Something wanna... with an M. Yeah, it's like Moneros. Moneros. Yeah. Moneras. Moneras. Okay. Trentas Moneras. Yes, so... <laughs> my Spanish is kind of fire, bro. Like, like, look, my accent kind of good. <laughs> that was pretty good. I'm no cap. Um, yeah, the show is in Spanish, like we talked about briefly last week, so that's why I wanted to say it with this Spanish name, mm-hmm. but the English, um, translation is 30 Coins. Mm-hmm. Again, we started 30 Coins because my mom mentioned it to me. She was like, it's a Spanish, uh, Lovecraft country. She thought it was kind of too much to watch, so I was like, hmm, let me see. And it was a crazy well, we could we could go through the episodes. It was it was crazy, but not crazy enough to where I did not want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other sister started watching it, and so we've been on Thirty Coins ever since. Uh, so first episode of Thirty Coins. Yeah, it was called uh, Cobwebs. So basically. You enter this town in Spain, and there's a priest who um, kind of has, like, a, a, a kind of a cloudy history. There's a mayor, Paco, also beloved as Lido to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then there's a vet, Elena. Those are kind of the three main characters of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think it opens with basically this baby being pulled out of a cow. A human baby being pulled out of a cow. Mm-hmm. So everybody is like, what the fuck? The shit starts off wild. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's literally like, the what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um. Huh, let me see if I can remember. So now they're trying to figure out like, okay, did this cow really have this baby? Did this baby belong to somebody else? Like what's really going on? Um, they leave the baby with the farmer and his wife because they have been trying to have a baby, couldn't have it. So the farmer's wife immediately latches on to the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to this other couple who someone told them like, hey, they have a pregnant daughter. Maybe it's her baby. So the dad at the time didn't even know that his daughter was pregnant. I don't think. Um, yeah, I think he didn't know because they start off talking to the dad. and He's like, no, my dog's not pregnant. Right, like, right. it's not her. Right. Um, but turns out she actually is pregnant. She was hiding the pregnancy and she immediately goes into labor Mm -hmm. once they kind of interrogate her dad in the family. Um, so that's that, that couple. Um, and then I I guess they bring into the priest because they're trying to figure out like what's going on. Then you kind of learn that the priest, um, has a, like he left Italy or Rome, he was an exorcism priest. Mm-hmm. He left because an exorcism went bad. Uh, basically, one of the people that he was exorcising ended up dying. So he kind of blames himself for his death. Everyone else kind of does too. Um, I think he went to jail for it, mm-hmm. mate. I guess that's why he went to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also learned how to box when he was in jail, so he knows how to fight. 
Um, but once he got out, he moved back to Spain and, you know, started, you know, being the priest of this town. Um, and he tells Elena this story of the, um... Well, he got a good ass memory. I don't exorcism. <laughs> I, I don't know if it happened in this order, honestly. Yeah. But I'm trying to remember. Um, so he tells Elena the story of this exorcism and he tells her how this coin, like, appeared out of the person who he was exercising skin uh-huh. and he gives her the coin yes i saw that i remember, okay. well, I remember that i saw all of it i just remember <laughs> yeah i'm like i guess he had the coin and he gives it to her yeah. why i can't really remember I can't either. um but anyway he gives her the coin and then um you know paco comes back into the store and is like shit is popping off like i don't know really what's going on but shit is popping off so they go back to the couple who had the baby's house and the woman who um, was taking care of the baby who came out of the cow was acting really strange. No, Elena went by herself. Remember, Paco didn't believe her. Oh, okay. Elena went by herself. Okay. So anyway, she went by herself, noticed this woman acting strange, goes to get Paco, um, maybe the priest too, I can't remember, but... Um, and I think she saw, I think she had saw the baby or something like that. Cause then she had seen it and she was oh, like, yes, she's yes. like, ain't no way in the hell that baby grew that fast. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the baby was like, I don't know. It was fucking weird. It, it was, was like a, it was like a little mini Jason Voorhees. Like it looked like, <laughs> I, it was it weird. It had a big ass baby head, but it was like walking and running around. Yeah. It was very strange. Um, Ooh, it was creepy. Yes. And so, okay. Then she goes to get Paco, comes back with Paco. The house is like covered in cobwebs, and then the mom or the the farmer's wife has like this kind of voodoo doll that's like very strange looking, um, and has like different parts to it. It's just very all very strange. So anyway, um, the the husband wife is trying to tell her. Oh, I forgot a big scene. What scene? When they tried to almost kill the baby. Oh yeah. So somebody, the priest, and like this like homeless guy. The priest, I don't, I can't remember. Is the homeless guy possessed? I don't know. But somebody told the homeless guy, like, to kill this baby. Yeah. So he goes, snatches up the baby, goes on a rooftop, and attempts to drop the baby. Mm -hmm. But the priest and everybody being like, a savior, like, no, you can't drop a baby, Mm -hmm. you know, goes to the baby's rescue. Right. The homeless guy ends up falling. He's not dead, but he ends up getting extremely hurt. And of course the baby survives. So that moment you didn't know, but at that moment he should have just let the baby die. Right. But he did not. So then fast forward (laughs) back to where we are. They're in the house. Um, the, the, the mom is like possessed and she kills her husband and then wraps him up in these cobwebs. And then Paco and Elena try to, like, stop this old lady. But she's whooping their ass. Whooping their ass. Um, Wraps up Pop- Paco in cobwebs. And then, I don't know. I think we find she's possessed, ain't she? Yes. Was she possessed? Yeah, she yeah. was possessed. Yeah. So I, I think that the priest comes and kind of, like, takes her out a little bit. I can't remember. That part is vague. All I remember was this goddamn baby. Yes. So, anyways, they they're all like in the in the ambulance after I think they kill the old lady. Um, but then the you know they they go to look for the baby and it's gone. Right. So they're in the ambulance and the window was open. Yes, and the window was open. In so it's room. just gone. 
the um the ambulance comes and they uh are basically knocked over crash into something it turns out the baby is this creature and the baby's after Elena cuz remember she has the coin mm-hmm. so the baby's after the coin and when the 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 mama was in a in a not the mama but the Marche his wife Paco wife no, not Paco wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the other lady that was knocked out. She was in the ambulance too. Remember, she woke up and I think she oh, stabbed. Oh yes. Oh yeah. She stabbed the 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 EMT worker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they had them all in the same ambulance. Which was dumb as hell. <laughs> but we knew that was going right. But it was a small town. They had one ambulance. Whatever. Yeah. So that was episode one. They end up killing the um the creature. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, because the the mom has her like voodoo doll of the creature and Elena ends up taking it and fucking it up and yeah basically that's the end of that episode mm-hmm. uh then you have episode two that was called ouija i remember that one because that was a ouija board I'm, okay so yes episode two some kids start playing with the ouija board one of them gets snatched up into the abyss mm-hmm. um and everybody else is scared so then she comes out of the abyss i can't remember if they call her out like they i think they go get elena because they're like you're, yeah you're surrounded by all this weird shit going on Maybe they, i think there was a rumor that she talked to ghosts anyway or whatever. yeah so they were like come help us out with this so they bring her back to the ouija board and uh they kind of get the the one who was snatched up in the abyss out of the ouija board right but she's possessed yeah she's not the same yeah she's not the same when she comes out she can see people's auras and basically tell people when they're about to die right um that's a cool power to have a weird <laughs> one but it's like hey bro i want to live it up <laughs> your aura looking a little dark there player yes um i don't know you might want to talk more about this episode because you're way more i had to watch this episode twice um what else happened in this episode yeah, I'm gonna need you to get a recap of this one because it's uh... um, I know what's up. I'm trying to figure out like what was the crazy part of this episode. The craziest part for me was just um I don't know nothing really got crazy to episode three for me, but like it was just really just the the Ouija shit. I don't think nothing really. Yeah, basically this this friend like people were telling her like hey oh I remember what she cut her mouth open. Oh, <laughs> nigga, she was acting up. Yeah, yeah, she was acting the hell up. Yes. So she, so you realize that like the people who are possessing the homeless man, they ended up possessing the girl. There, it's like these, mm. these, these priests, like the ghosts of these priests are yeah. possessing them. Um, and they all still trying to look for this damn. Coin yeah, they're all ultimately they, looking for this coin. They so, feel like the priest has it because, of course, he did the exorcism. Right. Exorcism. So he originally had it. Right. They don't really know until later on that Elena has it. Yeah. Um, until this I, episode. Of it. Right. And I think that was a point where, um, when they had, because oh, okay, it's all coming back to me now. Once you said that, when she slid her shit. Um, when she cut her mouth open, remember how they got her? Remember she was hang, she hung herself. Yeah, she was attempting to commit suicide because everybody kind of shunned her because she was acting weird. But she had, all, she literally has all these voices in her head. So ever since she went to, through the Ouija board or whatever, she still has these voices from these priests and all this other shit about this damn coin. Yeah, and they were trying to get her to like, you know, get the coin, to get the information about the coin to see where it's at. Mm-hmm. So she doing all this kind of crazy wild shit, which I'm pretty sure they're controlling her. 
Um, mm-hmm. And of course, remember she she tells the priest that uh, well, our main what's his name the main priest our main priest Vagara. V- yeah, the, she told him like shit. He finna die. Like his aura is dark. Okay. She remember, he, remember she said that his aura is all damn near black. Yeah. So that's why we I was like oh shit he finna die. Yeah. I forget still how he he was able to like go around that and not dying, mm-hmm. but he didn't die. So yeah, so. This girl's possessed, um, and during her possession, she's basically, like, trying to get Elena to give her the coin, and so she, like, slices her own mouth open, um, and just shenanigans ensue. She, they end up not getting the coin, um, at the end of that episode. Mm. So then the next episode happens. And that was, like, the, the mirror, mirror episode, yeah. And so that's, yeah, that is where shit pops. Mm-hmm. For this show. Um, because you basically find out that... You find out, like, the whole backstory of everything. Now, you can figure out what the coins are based on the, like, title intro. Right. The coins are the money that Judas was paid to deceive Jesus. Mm-hmm. So then... Um, I guess the first part of the mirror that you learn, or of the mirror episode that you learn, is that um, there is this group, like, you kind of get the priest's backstory, and he was uh, studying exorcism, and he was questioning the priest, like, hey, why don't we ask, while this person is, is possessed by a demon, why don't we ask the demon questions so we can learn more about demons and mm-hmm. that side because we don't really know we you know we're too busy t- trying to exercise them that we're not actually learning about our enemy quote right. unquote priest kicks him out and then him and his three friends are like you know one of his friends is like look i found a demon or i found someone possessed by a demon we can go talk to him so we can get more information mm-hmm. so then they go into this like locked up room looks kind of like a safe it looks like almost like a um like a storage facility yes, almost. Yes, yes, a storage facility, exactly. Um, they go talk to this this person who's possessed by the demon, and they're like, we don't believe shit you're saying. And um, one of the guy, one of the priests was like, if you're a demon, why don't you... Like, so you'd be like spitting fire or right. something like he that. Right, he was like, why aren't you using any power, spitting fire? And he was like, all right, lights the man on fire. So that man is on fire, Vagar's trying to put him out of fire, but the other priest, I can't remember his name, is like enthralled because he's like, oh my God, all of this shit actually is real. real. Right. Um, and I believe that the demon tells them like, with all of the suffering that's going on, if you believe that God has like pre-planned everything and has control over everything, then you have to believe that he knows that people are suffering. And if he's so kind, I guess, then why would he let people suffer? Because it's all a part of the plan. So they basically reveal that Jesus being killed by Judas was a part of God's plan in order to um, give people salvation, if I'm saying that correctly. Correct, right. Um, so just backstory, I didn't grow up in a Christian household that went to church. So I don't know the stories of the Bible like that. Just, mm-hmm. you know, being American, you know, the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
he so they're all just like what so god knew that all this shit was going down just kind of let it go down so really like is is satan evil because he was on you know it's all a part of the plan so depending on what side you're on are you really evil or are you just making sure shit goes according to plan right essentially so the demon tells the priest who's like intrigued by his power like hey if you want to learn more about the other side of things go through this door no the dude asked him he was like i want to see your boss or something like, i want to see, i want to talk to your your leader or something like that he said okay. he was like i think he said like the are you sure the very presence of him will kill you or something like that he said yes that. yes and he was like yeah <clears throat> i don't care so then he goes through this door bloom i thought he died i guess yeah um, and so then the Vagara, the priest is like, um, this is crazy. I don't really want no parts of this. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess the demon lets him escape. Him and the other one escape. So they survive. Fast forward to <laughs> current times. There's this apartment that has this mirror and this couple is complaining about it. And at this point, Paco the mayor and Elena are kind of like the resident weirdos of the town so right. people know when weird shit is going on ghostbusters <laughs> yes go to paco and elena so they tell paco and elena um paco goes sees the mirror and is like okay this shit's weird shows elena she's like okay this shit is weird there's a book that's I'll showing in that. the mirror that is not in real life right um so it's just very strange so then they go get the priest. Um, the priest looks at the mirror and he's like, yeah, this shit is weird. So then Paco decides, oh, I want to be able to... The priest is like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and, and all night and make sure no weird shit happens. They, uh, before that, though, remember they saw a reflection. They saw something go by. Remember they oh. saw like a shadow or something go by and uh, he, maybe he tried to test the door. Oh, he's yeah. trying to open the door and in the actual mirror, the door wasn't moving. No, uh-huh. the door was moving, but I don't think you could see him. I don't know. Something no, like it was something. Yeah, it was something like that. It was something to where somehow he was to move the mirror the was doing something yeah. different the mirror, than yeah, what was in happening. Real life. In real life. Correct. <laughs> That's what we do now. So, um, Paco is like, dang, I want to see what's going on while the priest is there without him knowing. So, Paco sets up all these cameras in obvious locations, mm-hmm. sets them up so they can watch the priest while he's um, watching the mirror. So, they watch the priest all night. So, you start to see, like, Paco is spending a lot of time with Elena, is looking kind of sus, but, you know, he's just working on a case. He's just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in mm-hmm. his town. And his wife is like, you ain't focusing on our business. This is like a side story. You ain't focusing on our business because they own a hotel and mm-hmm. you kind of worried about all this weird shit. is getting on my fucking nerves. Um, he don't give a damn. So, <laughs> anyways... Uh, they realize that they can see somebody walking around, um, in the mirror, but the priest is not walking around. Like, the priest is, like, sleep at this point, I right. believe. So then, they go back in the morning, they tell him, like, hey, we took video, you didn't know about it, but look at this shit, some weird shit's going on in the mirror. So he does... And then he's he like, like freaks the fuck out. Yeah, he freaks out, but he's like, you know what? I'm gonna figure this out. Like, I'm not scared. I'm just gonna figure this out. Y'all go do something else. And they're like, what? No. And he's like, no, for real, y'all go. So he like kicks them out of the apartment and he closed and locks himself in the apartment. And so then he realizes that there's another version of him in the mirror. 
So they start kind of communicating and this other version is like, hey, kind of, if you want to say, oh, so the other version brings out the guy who he killed Mm -hmm. and he's like, I know you want forgiveness for his death. If you want to talk to him, just ask. So he's like basically kind of goading him. Um, and he was like, but you got to show me that you're for real. So then the priest takes down on the cameras because he doesn't want Paco and Elena to see. He's kind of showing the mirror priest that he's for real about wanting for- forgiveness from the person he killed. So he's asking for forgiveness, asking for forgiveness. And the pers- the dead guy is like, I can't hear you, blah, blah, blah. Snatches him through the mirror. Right. That shit so, shook me. Yeah, so he snatches the real priest through the mirror, then the fake priest comes out of the mirror. And takes his place. And takes his place. And nobody knows this has happened because, again, he took down all the cameras. So the real, the fake priest goes out to town and basically starts, he can kind of control people's emotions and, and manipulating people. He's looking for the coin. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, all of the, all of the possessed, the possessions and kind of weird, weird ongoing, they're all looking for the coin at the end of the day. Right. So, Elena has the coin in her vet facility, and um, they kind of know it, but she... So, they burn down the vet facility, but she gets the coin out before it's burned down. Uh-huh. Um, and she ends up... I can't remember if episode four is when she threw it. I guess episode four, maybe that's when she got rid of it, I think. Um, but anyway... Burn the town down, blah, 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 blah. They're all thinking that they're following in the priest. So, then... They, I think, Elena and Paco realize that that priest isn't the real priest because he would never do that. And so they go back to the apartment and they realize they can go in the mirror. They can take shit out, put shit back in. They realize they can go inside of the mirror. So they follow the snatched up priest inside of the mirror. It was cool how they did it though. Because remember, I think she got a tip. Elena got a tip that, oh, from the lady who used to live in the house mm-hmm. or whatever. She was like... If book, you can move the you book. can touch the book like if you can't like you can touch it you can feel it you can move it but you know so she ended up touching it, all that shit she actually picked up the book but of course in real life you can't see it so look like she just holding up nothing yeah so she decided well shit let me try to just throw this bitch at the mirror yeah and she threw it at the mirror and that real mirror broke right and that's how they were able to step through and i was like oh that shit is yes so another reason why too is every episode is literally like 60 to 61 minutes long so every episode is literally like a movie and they're all damn near different yes so they go through the mirror and they're basically in this alternate dimension kind of the mirror is basically like a gateway they realize it's a gateway to other places um as they're walking through, like, the mirror dimension. Mm-hmm. Then they see that the real Father Vergara is kind of, like, locked up with some, some, some... I think they're called... I don't call them deacons. What the they fuck are they like called? Illuminati. They're a type of priest, but they're not... They're, like, under the priest. Cardinals. That's what yeah, they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, like, with some cardinals, but these are, like, the, you know... The satanic cardinals. All red. Right. So they got on a bloody red. They got the upside down crosses on. And he's like with them. And they're kind of trying to convert him. They're trying to figure out where the coin is. And they're also like trying to convert him to this other side. So Elena and Paco end up breaking him out of this dimension. And like running through the mirror. And getting out of this dimension. Mm -hmm. So then... I don't know. I think that was at the end of that episode, honestly. Yeah, it was, yeah. So at this point, episode four, Elena's like, okay, shit is crazy. I am tired of dealing with all of this crazy shit. I'm ready to go. 
So Elena decides he ready to, she's ready to go. Father Vergara's like, yeah, this shit crazy. I gotta figure out what the fuck is going on. So he goes to Rome and, um, you know, okay, Santoro, that was the other guy. Um, someone in Padua is about to return. Okay. Mm -hmm. So basically this, this episode, I think kind of focused more on the priest and like his past again. He visits some of his old friends. He goes to the prisons that he used to be in, I guess. He gets in a prison fight. And he's basically just trying to figure out, okay, how do I outsmart this other priest that's on the dark side? Um, And then back in 30 Coins or in this other town, basically Paco and his wife are beefing. I think that was the main focus of that episode. His wife is like, what the fuck are you doing? You spending a lot of time with this bitch. You not spending no time with me in business. What the fuck is going on? And he's just like, it's too much. I'm tired of all this shit trying to have, I'm just trying to solve the mystery. Um, and then what happens? What happens? What happens? So, oh, and Elena decides, like, oh, this other character comes in the picture, Roque. And Roque is, like, a uh, Marchion, I think they call him, which is, like, uh, um, what is it called? I don't know. Royalty, is. kind of. Not really. But it's, like, a duke. Okay. Just, like, somebody who owns property and has family wealth in this town. And I guess he was cool with Elena. They're friends. Right. Um... But you don't really know. Mind you, Elena's husband has been missing this whole time. That's another subplot. Her husband has been missing. She don't know where he's at. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's just like, okay, I'm going to go with Roque to Paris. Roque is like, we could just leave now. I'll buy you clothes. We're just going to hang out in um, Paris. So on her... So on her way to Paris with Roque... um, Paco is sad because Paco is starting to realize that he has feelings for her and she's like, damn, she's leaving for another nigga. Meanwhile, Paco, you got a whole wife. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, he's sad about her leaving with this Roque character. Um, and this witch in town, I guess the wife like is kind of pissed about Elena and she kind of wants her gone, I think. I can't remember if the wife had anything to do with the witch going in reanimating her husband. I think so. Something along those lines. Oh, yes, she does, because yeah. she asks, like, what if a miracle can happen? Right. Basically, if she reanimates her husband... She'll be gone. Right, she'll Paco leave alone. Paco alone. Exactly. Because her husband's back. Correct. There we go. So, this rich, rich, witch... Rich witch. This rich, rich... <laughs> <laughs> reanimates... She's not rich at all. But yeah. anyway, she reanimates... Uh, Elena's husband, Mario. From a damn scarecrow. Yes. Um, and they tell Paco, like, Paco, Elena's husband's back. So Paco goes to get Elena right before she gets on the plane. Like, hey, your husband's back. I'm not here for you. I'm here to tell your husband's back. Because she was like, why are you here? Knowing that they got feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, of course, her husband being back, she decides not to go to Paris, goes back to town. And that's where episode four ends. Um, so episode five, that's the episode we watched yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get the recap of this? Cause I'm kind of tired of talking. I need some water. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. <clears throat> what happened episode five? That was the one we watched yesterday. That was double. The double. Okay. So from what I remember from this episode, I'm trying to try to say the truth. 
Okay, so from what I can gather, now help me out, because some some spots I get, sometimes I don't. Um, but yeah, so now we are in this episode where Elena is now dealing with her now back again husband who has yes. been missing for some time. Yes. Um, so now, you know, she goes to see him. She's, of course, crying because she missed his ass and she know where the fuck he went. Mm-hmm. She's asking him a shit ton of fucking questions. Um, you know what I'm saying? As far as like what happened, you know, like where have you been? You know what I'm saying? If your significant other has been gone for a long time, you're going to ask them questions. Mm-hmm. So she was asking them so many questions, but in return, she realized that he wasn't asking her questions at all. Like, well, why aren't you asking me any questions? I'm here just talking your head off. Like, mm-hmm. would you like to know anything about me? So that's kind of first giveaway that something's not right about that nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, then they started having sex, which is of course weird to me because I'm like, well, did you realize that the witch ha- is possessing? Yes, the husband. Yes, I think you watch all of him. You notice that? Do you notice that before that or during that during the actual well, sex you, scene? Well, before because she was like right outside, but she she's not like you can't see her answering questions as right. she's being asked. She was just standing outside. Yes, but then like once they start having sex, you start seeing like the witch. In wherever location she at is like mouthing the same words that he is. So now you can, t- and then her eyes are like rolled back, like so you can tell like she's like using him, like talking through him. Uh, I guess what's called tele- tele- telepathic talk. I guess we would say. Um, but yeah, so a lot of shit going on in that part was really weird because this lady, this old witch, is pretty much touching all over herself and shit mm-hmm. just to reemulate through the husband and shit. It was weird, nasty, and disgusting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that she's was, having sex with the woman through her husband, basically. Yeah. So yeah, that was nasty. Um, cause she was just doing a lot. Yeah, like yeah, it was really doing too much. Um, so what else goes on? Um. I'm not sure if I'm skipping around so too much. So then you go back to the priest. He's still in Rome. Well, no. The priest is snatched up. I forgot how he got snatched up. At the end of the last episode, remember, he talked to the Pope. And the Pope was like, I want you to give all my information to my trusty advisor oh, or whatever. Oh, and yes, it ended up yes. being his boy. Yes, 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 yes. So that's how he ended up getting. So we open up to them. Um, he was already, I think he was captured with them. I'm not sure what condition he was in. Though. I don't know if he was like drugged up or... He was, it was oh, yeah, because he was drinking out water in that. Yeah, yeah, it opened up with a dream. Okay. This is how the episode opened up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's over there. And basically, they're just trying to honestly... Still con- ask him where the coin is at. Yeah, they're asking him where the coin is at all while, again, trying to convert him. I think now, mostly, they're trying to convert him from what I saw. Yes. They start taking this nigga um, underneath deep tunnels and shit. And they found, like, the Holy Grail where Jesus' handwriting pretty much... I don't know what exactly what it was, but it was the, it was just the gospels that Jesus wrote. Okay, so yeah, so he, he everybody shook. You see, like the you know, they're saying they got magic, right? There's a lot of shit going on down there. Basically, yeah. shit is popping down there. Um, so yeah, they're trying to get him to pretty much join them. They asked that he wants to read uh, what Jesus wrote. He goes to, of course, do it. But before he does, he was grabbed back by his boy and said, "Well, nigga, before you even read." You got to go ahead and join us. Go ahead and team up with the boys and, you know. And he was, I think he also said, like, why do you think that? that's why I sold my soul? That's why I'm here. I wanted to see, I wanted the real answers. I mm-hmm. didn't want to just hear whatever they were teaching us and shit. I wanted to see the real truth. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I knew he didn't give in, but they kind of give or present it or dress it up as he gave in and he joined them. 
So when you see what's his friend name, the one who was burned I up. I remember his friend's name. When you go to the to the other priest who was burned up in the beginning, he's you know he went back to him. So now they're all adults now, and his friend and you know, that priest went to go try to save him. Yes. So um, uh, the they come back out, and I really wish I knew all their names so I can be able to tell the difference between the priests. But um. Yeah, find that for me. But he comes back or whatever. He was like, pretty much like, yeah, your boy joined me now. So, you know, and he's like, no, I don't believe it. And he was like, well, prove it to him. Show him. So, uh, Vigero, whatever the fuck his name is. I call him V. V ended up uh, hitting his boy. Like, punched him two, like, a good two or three times. I guess to supposedly let him know that he was serious about joining him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the old priest or the bad priest. They don't even give his name in the damn IMD. Right. The bad priest wanted him to... Um, the bad priest wanted him to slit the uh, burned priest's throat. Um, and before he did so, he ended up stabbing the bad priest. So, which we knew what was going to happen. We knew that nigga didn't turn and, you know, give in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up dipping. They were trying to escape. Um, he ended up... Then he, Somebody had a gun. I think it was the security people. And he they ended up escaping, so they shot up... Um, Oh, it was the burn man. So, yeah, the burn man ended up grabbing one of the security people's gun, shot him up, shot somebody else. So now they're trying to escape and trying to find their way out. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. The priest, of course, like I said, we know they know magic. Just moments ago, the bad priest had literally lifted the burnt priest up in the air and dropped that nigga back down. Like, with, and he wasn't touching him. It was like through, what's that called? Telekinesis. Yeah, he just lifted that nigga up and dropped him back down. So we know they know magic. Uh-huh. Um, So he starts saying some type of like chant over one of the more uh, I guess one of the dead uh, security guards that just got popped or whatever he had like six bullets in him you can see this nigga start to like come back to life he started shaking and shit his stomach starts to grow like he's starting to get pregnant and his legs start to become looking abnormal and shit so we know something to pop off mm-hmm. I thought he's gonna explode and something else was gonna happen mm-hmm. but of course we see another fucking monster but this monster was like creepy as shit like it looked like, it looked like the monster from the first episode, but like Sargento with more weight, and like you could still see the human person's like top half. So it was like really fucking weird. It was a hideous looking monster, scary as shit. But they end up defeating it. However, our burned priest ended up getting captured by it and like uh, got cut in half by it basically. So we lost the burned up priest. Um. Was that all that happened with the with yes. with Vigero? Yes, I believe so. Um, and then we go but back. But Vigero gets away. Yeah, Vigero gets away. And there's something going on. I missed it with like the spear that stuck Jesus. They got it is out of its case. Something I think. Like that. I think yeah, the spear. Yeah, the spear that stuck Jesus in his side. Um, I think during all the melee or whatever, it got like just knocked over. So mm-hmm. that was the blow that ended up killing the monster. Oh, okay. Um, from the um the dagger. Oh, the okay. Yeah. Um so now we go back to um Elena and Paco Nim. And Elena of course is still with her husband. They done just fucked all day or half the day. Um and he's like, come on, let's leave. Let's get Right. Let's just go. Let's dip. You know what I mean? So they go on a little, you know what I'm saying, a little road trip or whatever. Like just riding around and um, I don't know. He just started asking her questions that started to seem a little more weirder and weirder. He starts mentioning what's his name, Roque or Roque? Yeah. Um, Roque. Yeah. Started mentioning Roque, like saying like, "Oh, I know you wanted to leave with him. Like, you sure you?" 
I don't know. It sounded like he was just on some hurt boy shit, but it's like, what else would you expect her to do? Like, she yeah. think you're gone. Like, she's trying to leave this. And she told her, like, listen, I this city was just weird to me, and this shit, a lot of weird shit started happening, so I just wanted to get wanted to leave mm-hmm. and start over. Mm-hmm. So more and more questions started to happen, and he started to say, I think we started to hear, like, oh, you should have really gave up the coin or something like that, or where is it? It was something to where, okay, now... I now we know this ain't you mm-hmm. because now you're talking about this coin shit mm-hmm. and how what the fuck her husband know anything about the coin mm-hmm. so now we know something up so now and I think at the end of episode four mm-hmm. is when, when she was like I'm ready to go she decided to throw away the coin we missed that part she right. threw the coin off of, off of a dam right to get rid of it um so now um Elena's husband is being very abusive, like slamming her head into the uh, beating her ass. Basically. Yeah, yeah, beating her ass basically in the car while he's driving. Um, so she crashes the car. Right, crashes the car. Um, eventually, he get wakes up or whatever, and I think she's still knocked out from the crash. He grabs her out of the car, carries her to a local gas station or the closest nearest gas station they see where there's some civilization. Somebody's pumping gas like any other normal, regular citizen would be who ran out of gas or needed some gas. Um, and, of course, Elena's husband, which all know that this is, you know, he's possessed. Um, he uh, fucking beats up the guy who's getting gas because he wants his car. Filled his ass up with gasoline. Filled him up. Literally put the whole entire fucking gas nozzle in his goddamn mouth and just kept pumping. Pumping. <laughs> like the wife, he just slapped the wife and just kept pumping to this nigga dead. So they drive off. Um, eventually, um, Elena slowly, quietly wakes up in the backseat of the car while Elena's husband is driving. She begins to then text, um, look at my memory popping into place. She then begins to text, um, uh, Paco, uh, Paco saying like, listen, help, goddamn, 911, <laughs> nueve uno uno, <laughs> like, uh, I forget the husband's name, but she's pretty much saying like, he's not him. Like, did Mario. my husband. What was it? Mario. Yeah, Mario he, is not Mario. Yeah, like Mario is not Mario. And at that time, he finds mind you, Paco was in the background talking to Jesus because Jesus is freaking the fuck out. Like, what you mean, Mario back? Like, what you mean? He's freaking out, drinking, going on the bender. So at this point, you know, Jesus has something to do with Mario disappearing. Correct. So then, uh, Paco gets it out of Jesus. Jesus is like, I killed him. Now we don't know why, but he's like, I killed him. So that's why I be like, it can't be him, right? So Paco knows that Mario they basically find out at the same time that Mario is not Mario. And then what would you say the guy's name was who killed him? Jesus. Hey's yeah, right. Jesus was like, um I guess gave them the location of where he buried him. Yes. It was like by this like tree that it was like literally a tree by itself. It was like a weird looking tree. Yes. Like so he started digging, they started digging or whatever with a shovel and sure enough a skull. So he had a skull in his hand. So while Elena was texting him that Mario is not Mario Paco was literally holding his skull at the same moment. So it was like, shit. <laughs> like, it right. was more reassurance that, shit, this nigga was really was telling the truth. Um, and moreover, who the fuck is Mario then? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so um, they rushed to go where he at or whatever, or where she is. I think they, she is up telling them that they're, they're going to the dam because that's, of course, where she threw the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lena's husband, of course, or we'll say uh, possessed Elena's husband, uh, gets out the car, drags her ass out of the whatever, saying, like, is it out here? Okay, let's go find it. They literally finna goddamn jump over this damn dam and about to die trying to find this goddamn coin. Um, but uh, sure enough, as soon as they're about to jump, that's when, um, well, I think Paco and them pull up first. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, they hurry up and jump real quick. But then Paco and, um, the, uh, 
police officer end mm-hmm. up grabbing uh, Elena in time and of course uh, possessed Elena's husband is holding on to Elena's ass and she kicking the shit out of him kicking the literal dust off of this nigga um, and eventually he falls uh, into the dam mm-hmm. um, so yeah so they end up getting away yeah. but the 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 um, possession tells her like, look, because she's like, it fell in the dam. Like, I'm not going to be able to get it. He's like, look, it always comes back to you. Like, it always comes back to the owner. So, it'll come back. We just got to make it happen faster. Right. So, before um Paco, before Roque leaves to Paris, he tells Elena, like, hey, I'm going to take you to this sushi spot. They got the best sushi in the world. Da, 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 da. So, then fast forward to Roque in Paris at this sushi restaurant. So, at at that point, you know, okay this coin is about to pop up in the fish. Mm-hmm. So the coin, of course, pops up in the fish as Roque is about to eat it. Well, as the chef is going to serve it, the chef notices it and is like, this this sushi, this fish is bad. I'm not about to serve this. It's got mm-hmm. coins in it. Right. And Roque was like, well, what did you find in it? Hands Roque the coin. So now the coin is in Roque's possession, which, of course, is going to be soon back in Elena's possession, we guess. And that's... Oh, we also missed. So that's how that scene ends. Yeah. But then Miguel and Elena have another scene because Elena was like, look, I don't know. I just knew to call you because I knew you would come. Like, I didn't really think about calling anybody else, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. They're kind of admitting Miguel. their feelings for each other. I'm sorry, Paco. I'm really oh. real name. His <laughs> oh. real name's Miguel. Yeah. My okay, bad. My bad. My bad. Who's Miguel? <laughs> I was letting it rhyme. I'm like, who is Miguel? <laughs> <laughs> no, Paco, Paco, Paco. Yeah, okay. So they're kind of admitting their feelings for each other. But Elena's like, bro, you got a wife. You're the married. Because Elena's like, I'm fucking leaving. I right. know this much. I'm leaving. I've had enough of this shit. I want nothing else to do with this town. Right. And he's like, no, you can't leave. And she was like, what the fuck you talking about? Like, you got a wife. You got, you're the mayor. You can't leave. I can. Right. So, he was like, but what if I, you know, choose to leave with you? And she was like, oh, I guess. And they're almost about to kiss. Doesn't happen. Her phone rings. Or somebody's phone rings. Mm-hmm. I think it's Paco's. Um, so, they don't kiss. And that kind of just stops their little moment from happening. Um, and, yeah, that was the end of episode five. His wife, well, her real name is Macarena. Yeah. Macarena Gomez. Yeah. I bet I bet they won't let her live when that song come on. I don't know if it's that big of a deal in Spain. Maybe at first. (laughs) I would let her ass live, but hey Macarena (laughs) I think that was more of an American thing. Every other day. So that concludes our thirty coins review slash recap. Um obviously the reason why the the this order is looking for the coin, I think they have the other 29. And if they have all 30, then they're going to have this, like, extreme power and kind of be able to kind of take over Catholicism and the priest and all of this, or the Pope and all of that. So, um... The, the plot is, are Paco and Elena going to end up being together? I don't see how, unless he... He, he gonna leave or she gonna leave. Yeah, something's gonna happen. And then, are will the priest get the 30 coins? 
will the other pre will the cardinal get the 30 coins from elena and the priest and the priest has got to come back and help elena and paco for whatever else is coming next it's 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 eight episodes in the series we have three episodes left so we will continue to watch to see what find out happen. next week on batman <laughs> But yeah, so it's a very good show if you could not tell based on our excitement of the recap of the episode. Yeah, we literally talked about every single episode. We did. Um, and we usually talk about characters and shit. Right, we didn't talk about but, characters. I mean, we could go about, well... We can talk about we, that like a minute. Yeah, when, when it ends. When, yeah, when it ends, we can just do a final full yeah. recap. So, next on our tea for the week is The Little Things. This is a two and a half hour movie. Um... <laughs> Starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malik, and Jared Leto. Got a lot of heavy hitters. Yes. And, of course, this is, like, the second big movie release on HBO Max. Um, HBO finna be cooking this year. Yes. I want a new TV ASAP. They got God's Deliverance, King Kong coming. Yes. Ooh. So, the little things. Just overall, I liked the movie Mm -hmm. my only critique is that it was super long Mm -hmm. um i am seeing a lot of criticism about the movie and i think because it was long and because it was unsatisfying you don't know if the killer is actually the killer at the end of the day right yeah um but i think that the actors did a good job I kind of miss those movies low-key. Like, you don't really see those crime mystery movies anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I miss those type of movies. But, yeah, it was just extremely too long. Yeah, it was long. Um, I felt like it took three hours. Like, we took, like, three different breaks watching that movie. Yeah, I was like, I don't, and I don't know why it was that long. <laughs> there was no reason for long, it to be that long. At all. They was drawn out, like, a lot of shit that didn't really need to be drawn out upon. Like, a lot of them stakeouts, like, they ain't yes, that long, bro. Yes, The stakeouts was 30 minutes each. Yeah, and like, it was multiple stakeouts. Right. So, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I feel like they could have sped up a lot oh, of the... man. <laughs> they could have sped up a lot of the background investigations. Yeah. A lot of that shit was just... Just extra. Just, yeah. You know, that, that shit could have been, like, bonus scenes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not outtakes. Outtakes is usually the funny shit. But, like, bonus scenes or whatever. Yeah. Or extended versions or something. But, yeah. Yeah, they didn't need all that. But, like you said, I did like the movie. I feel like all the actors did a great job. Um, and actresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't that many actresses. It was just mainly one. Denzel Washington. I don't know, bro. I even tweeted this. I'm like, it's, there's some of your favorite actors you don't expect to get old. Yeah. And he was definitely one of them. Like, he's yeah. always been, like, one of my top favorite actors since I was, like, a younger kid. But it's just like, damn, bro. I just never expected him to really look like a granddad or some mm-hmm. shit like this. He really aged. Or he looks aged in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not saying, like, you know, a lot of his films throughout the years, he hasn't aged. But in this role, he yeah, really he looked, looked older. Aged. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm not sure if that, I don't know. Like, sometimes you don't know what's really makeup and what's really them. I feel like that's probably actually mm-hmm. really him. And he ain't got no, you know, they ain't blacking his hair and no shit like that for mm-hmm. this role. Mm-hmm. But, um. They did in, like, the past scene. Right, right. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, he did really good. Uh, th- uh, what's the, what's the, uh. Rami that nigga's creepy. <laughs> so I think this movie was probably filmed like right after um, he did the Queen movie because mm. 
I felt like his mannerisms was still, still a lot like they were for Freddie Mercury. I still gotta watch that too. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's on HBO. It might be. I know it was. Yeah, I didn't know a lot about Queen or Freddie Mercury, but after watching that, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Like I didn't know he was ethnic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was wondering why Rami Malik played him, but then I was like, oh, he was some type of African. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that nigga is creepy, dog. Like he is like his mannerisms just like he just moved real slow. He was his he would look off and stare off real slow. <laughs> His beady ass eyes. He just, I don't know, bro. Everything about he him did, creeped me out. I that's th- why, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think if you watch the Queen movie and you see this movie, you're like, okay, he was still. In character. Yes, <laughs> he was still coming off of that. Because okay. in other things that I've seen him in, he doesn't. He wasn't like that. No. Okay. See, when I first saw him, I didn't even recognize him as, as Fred Mercury. I recognized him from the game. What was the. Uh, Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that was like the first time I really, I'm like, yo, that nigga look. I'm asked to do from Until Dawn, but even though still, like, you, if people who played Until Dawn, they have, like, the real characters, like, well, real actors and actresses, like, they use their actual faces, even though it's, like, a, it's not, like, an, it's not an animated, what's it, what would you call it? Computer generated. Thank you. Like, a CG, yeah, CGI. So, it's, like, uh, I think Hayden Panettiere is in it, so mm-hmm. they use her likeness in there, so mm-hmm. I saw his likeness, I remember them beady-ass eyes. That's what I remember was the eyes. was in that you would know. So, I know him, I feel like I know him from a lot of things, but mainly, um, he was in Twilight, <laughs> in one of the, I think, the part, Breaking Dawn Part 2, mm-hmm. he was, um, I can't remember his character's name, but he was, like, a special vampire that they went to go find, okay. um, to help them defeat the Vulture. Yeah, long hair. Oh, I mean, I'm trying to see what else. He, I mean, he's done a lot of shit. So I personally, like I said, again, Mr. Robot, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the name of it. Yeah, the Queen movie. He looks so. And my honestly, when I first saw, I, so I didn't know what the movie was going to be. I didn't all 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 she told me y'all was, babe, you want you trying to watch this movie with Denzel Washington <laughs> in it? I said sure. So I really, I didn't know what was finna come in this movie. I didn't know what it was called, nothing. So when I first saw him, when he first came up on the screen, I thought he was gonna be the, the villain of the movie. Oh, he was just, a night at the museum. Just based off, what, who was in that? He, he, uh, that's what, um, that's the way everybody, the museum shit coming alive? Yes. Okay. Um, I like that. I really like that. That was a good concept. Yeah. I always wondered that, like, damn, what if you was in a museum by yourself and shit? Just yeah, he was in off? all of them. Um, but yeah, so when I first, like I said, just not going with a blind eye and naked into it, I didn't know what to expect. And when I saw his ass, I was like, oh yeah, this nigga look creepy. Somehow he's going to be the villain of this movie or something. So I really didn't know what was going to come of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then shit started making sense. Cause I think you had mentioned that movie before. I think you mentioned like Jared, uh, Jared Leto, mm-hmm. and I think so. I was like, oh, when I saw him, I was like, oh, I think this is the movie she was talking about mm-hmm. beforehand. I talked about it in the last episode. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, but he had, speaking of, I want to talk about actors getting old. Jared Leto is a fucking vampire, probably real life, because he's looked the same. He's like fifty something. He might be like fifty, fifty one. What else has he played in? A lot of things. The main thing I know him from was. Uh, Have you seen Requiem for from a Dream with um, Sean? Is his name Sean? No, Marlon. Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, a weird movie. That's what uh, what's called. Made that movie. Who made the same person who did Black Swan, right? The, yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I He's that. in that. Okay. Um, 
the what so the movie that I like figured out I liked him from is Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a pretty mm-hmm. good movie. Oh, he's Joker. That's where I first saw yes, him in. He's from Joker. That's he, what I first was recognized a... him from or knew him from. Which is so recent because he's been in so many things. And I may have, I, and like I saying, I say if you pull up his his shit, I he's might. Also a singer. Well, yeah, he's a singer. His what, band what is Thirty Seconds to Mars. For real? Okay, yes. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's the lead. I'll be damned. He an actor too. Yeah. Hmm. I ain't know that. His brother is like the drummer. Damn, I ain't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, the main thing I really knew him from though, outside of Joker, was um. Dallas Buyers Club. You probably didn't see that movie. Mm-mm. That's the one he won an Oscar for. He played a, a transgender person, which that's now problematic. Let but me see. Back in the day, it was. Not. Let me see the. I think. Let me see the. The one with Matthew McConaughey in it when he had AIDS. I think I. Okay, I've seen the cover for that. Yeah. Um. Damn it! What was I just about to say? Oh, when that nigga his his fit at the Met. Oh, he was an American Psycho. When he went he to was Met. Fight Club. He what was, was in, he in Fight Club. He was in Fight Club. He had blonde hair. I said, "What was he in Fight Club? Who was he in Fight Club?" He had blonde hair. I don't remember. He was in the Fight Club. He had blonde okay. hair. He was um he was in um Panic Room. He was the uh the thief that broke in. Oh damn! So yeah, he, he had the braids. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's in. Yeah, hell of shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I like his his look at Met Gala. Yes, when he was dressed like Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And he's an urban legend. Damn. Jerry Little. Oh, he's my favorite. Anyways. But, um, um. Yeah, the movie was. Uh. Yeah, I like the movie. Um. I. I. Like I said, I kind of went into it blind, so I didn't know what to expect. Um. You do start to see. Uh. I don't know. It's just certain things about the movie that I was just like. Oh damn! Like even with the bullet, like with sis, when with the uh, like you saw something, we saw a keychain, and you knew they had history from the very beginning. I didn't know I just what the didn't fuck know. that was on the keychain. Me neither. I was just she was like, oh, just this is just to remember what we did that night or mm-hmm. what we did that day. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I know they got history. Mm-hmm. They not diving into it yet, but hopefully we'll figure out what the fuck going on. But honestly, I forgot all about that little keychain. Um, but I just knew they had history, and then it wasn't until like the very end, after the fact, we realized that. Denzel Washington's character had uh, killed the girl accidentally um, and then, you know, had it covered up. So that's the guilt that basically led him to all of his problems. Right. From killing that girl and covering it up. Um, and so, yeah, the the kind of point of the movie basically, so Jared Leto's character, he's suspect number one, but they don't have any evidence tying him to any of these crimes mm-hmm. um but he's kind of like a crime junkie like he gets off on it so they're assuming that he's the killer they don't know if he's just really into murder or if he's the actual murderer right so he's just like getting off on fucking with them so they are staking him out and then he clearly know about it he's fucking with them <laughs> yes um and so he takes uh, Rami Malik's character Jimmy, the other detective, takes him to like this desert to to find this missing girl, which I knew was Cap. Right. Like, why would he do that for him to only be hauled off in, in cuffs? In right. Prison? Right. So he uh he takes he takes him out, and Jared Leto is just like fucking with him the whole time. He knows that they kind of have anger issues, and uh Jimmy smacks him with a with a shovel and kills him which is kind of weird because you're like well damn he must be hit on the hard as fuck 
for right. him. I thought he had just knocked him out. Right. When that nigga wasn't moving at all, I was like, oh shit, he, that nigga gone. So anyways, um, Denzel Washington Deke helps Jimmy cover up the murder of Sharp, Sharp, Sharpa, Sharma, Sharpa, Sharma, I think, I don't Sharp. know. I don't know, Jared Leto's character. Mm-hmm. Helps him cover up his murder, um, but of course, Jimmy is like way down with the guilt of it, um, but De- Deacon just tells him, like, just move on, it's okay, we did what we had to do, like, you know, we made a mistake, kind of similar mistake that he made, mm-hmm. which everybody at the beginning of the movie was warning Jimmy, like, don't get involved with him, don't get involved with him, Right, shit gonna go left, but um, he didn't, you know, he didn't believe him, because he thought he was a good detective, he was like, I mean, he's helping me solve this case, why y'all fucking with him? And it wasn't his fault. No. Now, may, maybe, like, now, some could argue, like, maybe, like, being around his energy yeah, could have brought that on to him. But at the same time, it's like, nigga, you left without him. Like, he was going yeah. to get you a good, going to get you a coffee. Like, Well, he, it just, he became more obsessed with yeah, solving the crime yeah. versus, like, living his life. Yeah. Um, and then that's another thing. That was another difference, too. He wanted to solve the crime for the girls. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, he was, I think, he, like I said, he was so weighed down with guilty, he wanted to solve it for himself. Right. So he wanted to get that shit out the way. And plus, he he felt, well, did you think he actually felt that it was the same person? Or he was just trying to make it seem that way to make no, him feel I better? No, I think he did feel like it was the same person. I think he did. I think that they, well, no. Not at the end. So the point of this movie, to me, was a cab. All cops are bad. Mm-hmm. Abolish the police. Because one, they just out here fucking... Denzel Washington's character that shot this girl. Now, he did think she was the murderer. But you shooting first and asking questions later, you didn't kill somebody. Well, I thought... Didn't his partner say something and he turned around and she like I think I thought he was scared. I no, they like, heard a noise. Oh, they he heard was, okay. Yes, they heard a noise. He kind of went to look and he heard a noise again and shot. And shot. Okay, yeah. Um. So yeah. So he killed that girl and then his partner, you know, was so obsessed with the case that he killed. Um, Jared Leto's character and you don't even know if he was the murderer and the reason why you don't know if he's the murderer you think he is because Denzel sends Jimmy a um, a red beret because that was like kind of something she used to wear um, to run and that's what her parents were looking for so he's kind of like removed from his guilt of killing this guy and not really knowing if he was the murderer or not and mind you I'm sorry to bring to that how he got the supposed red beret he went back to Jared Leto's character's apartment. Yes, and packed it to up. To pack everything up to make it seem like he moved yes. when he actually, of course, was murdered. Yes. So while he did that or whatever, and he burned all the stuff, he, like I said, he made it seem like he found the red beret. In at, his stuff. Right, within his stuff. Then we find out that I was a cat. Right, so, he, <laughs> right, he burns a whole pack of barrettes. So then you know, okay, he just he bought did that. Right. Just to make him feel better. Right. Which, I, that was cool, like... Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, he didn't deserve for his life to be fucked up. But he also shouldn't have killed that man. Correct. But he... Come on, <laughs> dog. Like, first, it's, okay. a, it's a moral conundrum, and that's the whole point of the movie. Here's the first thing. I don't give a fuck how many times you make... After the first hole I'm digging, you say, oh, you know what? Damn, that's not it. It's actually that one. I'm like, all right, here. You, you dig the rest of them. I'm going to make you dig them. That's but what I'm saying. the whole time, even right before he hit Jared Leto's character... Like, I was like, yo, this nigga deserves, I like something, he deserves whatever he gets. Because I'm like, first of all, you got, 
you have no safety for it yourself. You got the gun on your hip and you got to let this nigga stand directly behind you. I personally thought Jared Leto was going to grab the gun and like, you know, either shoot him or try to, you know, do mm-hmm. something to him. And that's when Denzel Washington's character was going to come and they were going to have like a little standoff or something. Mm-hmm. But when he hit him with the shit, I mean, of course he was talking mad shit like, oh, you should have stayed, not, you know, you should have uh, stayed out of the limelight. I know what your daughters look like. I done seen your family. Why would you put them in this type of situation? Just talking big shit. And uh-huh. I think, again, just having a temper while he digging the shit, stressed out, not seeing, you know, he done dug by 10 damn holes at this damn point in time uh-huh. and ain't produced nothing. And then just almost like a shut up, nigga, but then literally smack the shit out of him with the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with the damn shovel so yeah yeah it was a mistake yeah he didn't intend to kill him he just wanted to shut him up yeah he had a, he blacked out for a second but yeah like you said it really just kind of just re-emphasized that police really ain't shit and they all I might say all of them dirty but most of them probably are dirty and they all just kind of just covering up their covering bullshit. up their shit right no matter what it is so that's mainly what I got from the movie, even though, like I said, I tweeted it, it was still entertaining. Yes, and that's why I said it was a moral conundrum because he was still a creep. So by killing the creep, was he really in the wrong or, you know, just, yeah, it was just a mess. Right. Because he, and even after he killed him, he was trying to, he was trying to like, rationalize make, it. Like, oh yeah, it was definitely the guy. He pretty much confessed to me. Like he was yes. trying to make it seem like what he did was justified yes. even though it was an accident yes but yeah so all right so i'll say it's up to your choice if you like crime thrillers and you have the time to dedicate you know go ahead and watch it ain't shit yeah. else to watch yeah all right um yeah y'all another podcast make sure y'all follow my other podcast called another dope ass podcast um we have a uh our episodes that drop or whatever they come out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, our social media handles are Ada Podcast. Our Instagram is ADAPODCAST. Our Twitter is underscore ADAPODCAST. Um, yeah, if you're a new artist or you want to talk about some things, be sure to hit up Kim for her K Talk K Letters on Wednesdays. If you like sneakers or fashion and you want to talk shit to me, then I have my shows on Fridays. So hit me up, and Mm -hmm. I can have you on there, too. Nice. All right, so recommendations for next week. Um, Our next episode is going to be on Bridgerton. We will be joined by special guests, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, But Brent has finished watching Bridgerton. I have finished it, so we're going to talk about it. Mm Brent, what are you watching this week? I just actually, so like you said, I've just finished um, Richardson today, this morning. So I was like, well, shit, let me see what else I'm going to get into. I've said I've been wanting to watch Ratchet for a while since it came out because mm-hmm. I love Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. So um, I started the first episode. I finished the first episode this morning. Was it good? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> It's unfolding. You can kind of see where it's going to go. And you can kind of see... See, I wanted to watch Over the Cuckoo's Nest before, but that that? movie... That's the movie that it's based off of. Oh, for real? Yeah. Everything is based off of something. I didn't... Yeah, there is no original... God damn. Program. You know, like, even speaking on British, I didn't know that was a book. Yeah, I didn't either. I was like, shit. So, yeah. um, But I don't think I'm going to read the Bridgerton books, but we'll get more into that. Yeah. Um, But, (laughs) yeah... uh, so, over the cuckoo's ass. Who's in that? Jack. It's like Jack. Nichols? Yeah. It's his, like, first movie. It came out in the late 70s. Oh. Yeah. Mm. 
And it's like, so the nurse is a nurse at the um, mental health facility. Mm -hmm. Like, he... He basically is trying to, like, he's in trouble with the law and he tries to get out of it by claiming that he's crazy. And so he goes to a insane asylum and Nurse Ratchet is one of the nurses. And so that's what the show is based on. Oh, goddamn. Yep. I think I'm going to have to make a little slight detour and watch that. That's what I was trying to do. Doc Brown is in this? I don't know who that is. Dr. Brown. Oh. Dr. Emmett Brown <laughs> from Back to the Future. <laughs> like, I was supposed to know. Jermaine uh, Cole. <laughs> Jermaine Cole. <laughs> That's exactly how you said that. The real is bad. The real is bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, damn, I might have to make a quick detour then and watch that. Um, but yeah, so the, so far, like I said, the show seems cool. Um... Yeah, she's. I mean, Sarah Paulson does what she does. She gives you fashion. She gives you looks. Um, she all off the rip. She came out in a in an all yellow, uh, all y'all all yellow fit to interview. I was like, well, goddamn. But um, but yeah, so far so decent. Um, and I, everybody and their mama, 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 been talking about Attack on Titans. Y'all know how I am when it comes to. He hadn't even. I haven't. I have it. That's why I said I, I don't know. How, uh, I don't know how it's, watch Avatar. I don't know how it's gonna work, y'all. I really don't. It just it don't it don't like capture me. I'm gonna try to go back and and watch Avatar. Maybe you should watch Attack on Titans, and then if you can get into Attack on Titans, then maybe you can watch Avatar. Because Avatar, I, I don't know about Attack on Titans, but I'm assuming it's a little more mature than Avatar. They literally say it's like an anime version of Game of Thrones. Okay. That's what they claim. And my brothers be going the <laughs> fuck off about it in our little show group. And then uh, Cliff has been cussing me out. That's been the main anime he been wanting. Why don't like, bro, you just watch one like, episode and see how he you was like, bro, how you gonna what watch Avatar but you don't watch... Uh, I don't know where it's at. He got it on, on his thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what he yeah, put Yeah, they got on. an app. But I was just like, bruh... He was like, bro, you how you watch Avatar before you watch Attack on Titan? I've been trying to get you to watch this shit. I said, bro, I'm going to watch it, dog. So, I don't know. I just just watch one episode. I like real people. You have to start. <laughs> I know. I'm going to get it. I'm going to start it. I am. So, that's that's the main thing that I'm uh, I'm trying to get on. So, Ratchet and I'm going to uh, try to get into Attack on Titan. Cool. Um, yes. I might try and watch those shows with you, too. Because I do want to get more into anime as far as the storytelling. Like, Avatar... I loved it. So I feel like if I like that, then I can watch other anime. Um, so that's my, that might be what I need when it comes to anime. I might need just somebody to watch it with. Yeah. Because if I'm just watching by myself, I'm going to be like... I'm telling you, but I, Avatar was funny. They had me cracking up. And what I watched thus far was pretty good. I just yeah. haven't gone back to it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess if I had my choice, I'd choose other things. Yeah. But yeah, from and what I watched, it wasn't bad. Yeah. So, I am trying to finish up Sabrina Part 4, I think it is. How's that going for you? <sighs> <laughs> it's a struggle? Yes. It's, now, they did it? have a, um, the last episode that I watched, they did have like a, a kind of Doctor Strange, what the fuck is it called? Alternate reality, mm-hmm. you know, going to the other universe type of situation. So, they actually went to... Um, they went to 
an alternate realm is what they called it. And the aunties in the alternate realm were the aunts from the original show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was cool. And it was, they're so old. I <laughs> Just like, imagine. oh my God, I grew up on this show. Yeah. And so in that show, like, Salem is the actually talking cat and blah, blah, blah. So that was cool how they integrated the... Um, Oh, yeah, I, that was probably my favorite episode, and I think that was episode six, and I'm on episode seven because they also talked about it was so funny. They said um, so in the this in the Chilling Adventures, Harvey and Sabrina broke up like season one, and Harvey started dating uh, Rosalind, her best friend, mm-hmm. and they actually date in real life. So I don't know if that's why they chose that storyline because they were already together, they would have chemistry, or if it was just how they want the story to go, but on this alternate realm, Harvey and Sabrina, because you know from the show, mm-hmm. Harvey and Sabrina were like dating, and right. so they were kissing, and she was like, "Ew, you you stuck your tongue down my throat," and he was like, "Why? That's not a problem. Like we're we are dating," and she was like, "What? I thought you were dating Roz," and Roz was like, "Why would they give me a boyfriend?" That shit was funny because every day's basically <laughs> right. commenting like, "Why would they give the black girl right. side character a boyfriend on the show?" That right. shit was funny. To me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was my favorite episode of the season so far. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't see like where the show is going. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's the thing about this show that I think bothers me versus other supernatural shows is there's like no underlying theme. There kind of is, but there kind of isn't. It's very Monster of the Week. It's getting very Monster of the Week. And so, or of the season, really. Mm. Like, who we got to defeat this season. Versus, like, with Vampire Diaries, it was all about their relationships and dealing with grief. And there were other things that intrigued you than just who we got to defeat this week. Mm. And they do have that in this show, but it's just kind of off to the side. Like, it's not really that important. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of mid. Okay. If the show was about Prudence, whew, if the show was about Prudence and Ambrose and Rosalind, and that's not even me being a hotel. That's just, they're just way more interesting than Sabrina. All those characters black, I'm yes. assuming? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just more interesting than Sabrina. Like, Prudence has these daddy issues and... Ambrose has like whatever he has going on and then Rosalind is like coming into her witch powers and bad bitchness so there's a lot going on with them that I feel like they could focus on less on Sabrina and her love life because that was like that was the first half of the episode was she's alone and everybody else is booed up mm-hmm. that was literally the first half of the season so we shall see got two more episodes hopefully I'll finish that by the, the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And then something that was recommended to me w- twice was Fate, which is like based on the cartoon Winks. I did not watch that when I was growing up. I think it was a little bit after my time, but it's basically about some fairies. Um, my sister and her boyfriend said it was good. So I'm like, they're pretty, they're pretty picky with what they watch. So I was like, okay, I trust it. And then the same person who recommended Cobra Kai also said it was good. So what's it about? Some fairies. <laughs> but they're like they said it was good so for me and my supernatural team dramas I'm gonna give it a try whatever happened to now I remember a show y'all used to watch all the time was Once Upon a Time 
Oh yeah, I Whatever. let that go. What happened? Why? Why? Because I, I was on ABC, and then we got into college and work and Netflix. And I mean, yeah, I remember that. I always remember like it was around the time when we we stopped watching it around the time when Netflix yeah really kind of popped off a lot with new content. Because I thought that premise was cool. Because I mean, of course, it's like all these fucking mm-hmm, fairy, tale, fairy tale. They finished it and they had a lot of seasons. But that see, that'd be the thing about it's ABC long, shows. Yeah, yeah, they drag the fuck out of them. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely, it definitely finished. I know that much. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of seasons. But no, I did let that show go. Yeah. Then around that time, we started watching American Horror Story. And then we. Scandal. When Scandal around that yeah. time, too. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of, <laughs> was a lot of shit going on at that yeah, time. Yeah, so, so we yeah. fell off. But all right, that's it for us this week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at InfandelityPod to see our live tweets, uh-huh. and you can send us recommendations, react to us, let us know how you felt about Ninety Day Fiance, Wandavision, Thirty Coins, whatever. Chat with us on there, and we will talk to y'all next week. All right, y'all.